In recent years, there has been a surge of interest among Indigenous communities in on-site renewable energy as an alternative revenue source, as a means to sovereignty, and as part of a larger effort to steward the land in a responsible way. Bob Blake, a tribal citizen of the Red Lake Nation in Minnesota, the owner of solar installation company SolarBear, and the head of the nonprofit community power development firm Native Sun, is among those advocates leading the charge in this movement. Hi. I'm Colt Shaw, New Project Media's Southeast and Midwest reporter, and I spoke with Bob about his passion for clean energy and his goal of spreading awareness of climate change and the benefits that clean generation could hold for Indigenous peoples everywhere. All right, so Bob, thanks for joining us. Um, We spoke uh, in the fall, and I know you were working on a project um, on your own reservation, uh, and I was hoping you might be able to start us out just by sort of giving us an update on that. Uh, I know some construction started last week. So yeah, if you could just bring us up to speed on that, we can can start from there. Yeah, yeah. So we're working on a 200 kilowatt uh, solar array on top of the Oshki Mijitada building, uh, which is the... The, the job training center for the community. And this project will be used as a demonstration project for tribal members to kind of get their heads wrapped around like how solar works, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and so that, that's what this project is really gonna do. And uh, cause we have a lot more projects planned for the community. And what we wanna do is we wanna be able to employ the tribal members um, there and, and, and get them acclimated to working with solar. And so, this is, this is a really important project for us to do. Is this your first uh, solar project specifically with uh, your own uh, community? Uh, no, no, no. This is, this, is our, this is actually our second one that we're doing. The first one, we did a 70 kilowatt solar project on top of the government center. Um, that one was finished a couple of years ago. And um, we, we, I employed, Solar Bear employed 10 tribal members on that project. And... Um, yeah, so that that went really good, and um, and uh, now we're going to be including a forty kilowatt vanadium flow battery um, into that. Um, so it's really cool, all this really cool technology, and we're getting those batteries from China actually, and um, so it's really exciting to uh, be able to be working with all this new technology, and then having the tribal members uh, get their heads wrapped around it. And this is cool. This is the future renewable energy. Absolutely. Well, I mean, as you're, you know, you're taking on these projects, do you see somewhere in the future uh, utility scale generation uh, in the community? Absolutely, Colton. Absolutely. That's what, that's where this is going, brother. Uh, (laughs) This is going where tribal, where the tribes are going to create their own tribal utilities, uh, generation distribution, um, creating jobs and opportunities. Uh, I always say to tribes that, uh, you guys are in the gaming business, which is a billion dollar business. Um, you guys need to be in the energy business. That's a trillion dollar business. <laughs> you people are in the wrong business. <laughs> well, you actually, you mentioned in, uh, in the fall that that was sort of one of the, the primary drivers of a lot of uh, communities turning their attention to generation. Um, you know, COVID obviously shut down a lot of in-person activities, one of them being gaming. Uh, and you mentioned that being sort of the, you know, one of the, uh, the drivers for people looking for uh, revenue diversification. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you think that still holds? And do you think that still holds even as, you know, the pre-pandemic world sorts of, starts to creep back in a little bit? 
Oh, absolutely. I think that if tribal nations are smart, they'll diversify. They can't put their eggs all in one basket anymore. And I think COVID proved that because a lot of tribal nations, casinos were teetering on bankruptcy. Um, you know, you don't have people coming into those places. You can't, you know, uh, you can't pay people. You, you, there's just, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think that uh, it would be very smart for tribal nations to diversify. And the technology is here now, Colton, for us to do so. And, you know, tribal nations have this really unique relationship with the United States government. And um, they need to use it to, uh, to, to help save this planet and to help save uh, Turtle Island, you know? So mm. that's why I think this is so important. Absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously, over the last few years, there's been a, a number of huge stories, um, including a Prairie Island, I believe, also in Minnesota, um, of indigenous communities uh, really sort of coming around to renewable energy not just as a, you know, a cleaner way to sort of steward the earth, but also, you know, a revenue driver um, and a way to sort of, uh, I guess, uh, sort of inculcate themselves from the possibilities of um, uh, of sort of the whims of the grid um, to sort of, you know, have generation on site that, that, you know, at the end of the day is coming from that community. Um, what are some of the other uh, communities, tribes that you've spoken with um, and that have expressed interest to you in terms of, uh, of, of going down that path? Oh, wow. Um, Rocky Boy, Montana, Bay Mills, you know, um, Sisseton, I mean, Boise Fort. I mean, there's, there's a lot of tribal nations that are looking into this now. And, um, you know, they're, 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 uh, they're now putting their own prop programs together. And one thing that I always say to them too is, just create an evac committee, an energy vision advisory committee, just to start out like that. Just get some people together in your community, um, you know, that come from different parts of the community, like economic development, law enforcement, you know, um, the hospital, you know, whatever, uh, healthcare, um, education, um, and, and bring those people to, and help them help you plan out your vision of what you guys want to do. And so, um, that's, that's really been exciting to start seeing, um, so many tribes are going down this road now. This is crazy. <laughs> like it's exciting, but like, it's like unbelievable, you know? And so, but there's also got to be kind of every, you know, when everyone rushes to the door, there's gotta be some like filing, right? <laughs> because you know, if you don't have that, then the, the opportunity for bad actors comes into play. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and then, and then bad consequences. Right. And so, um, I want, I want tribal nations to really take their time, but like, you know, the government really federal government, especially has to get on top of this and, and really has started, has to helping us with policies that allow tribal nations to really go down this road. And, yeah. and so, um, and, and the federal government can help with that. And, and uh, you know, Deb Holland is the Department of the Interior now. She's the Secretary of the Department of Interior. Um, that's never been done before, right? Um, Walia Johns is at the Department of Energy now. Um, so it, it's really exciting, man. This is just a really exciting time. Like, I've never seen nothing like this, Colton, honestly. 
Well, that was one of my next questions. I mean, would you classify the last few years in terms of interest from indigenous communities as a boom or are people like me just starting to pay attention? Like how far back does this sort of relationship between renewables and, uh, and Native Americans uh, go back? I've been talking about it for the last six years, hmm. but I think it's only been in the last couple of years it's actually been happening, right? Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, other tribes that putting up solar arrays and you know but literally and it's only because the technology and the price of panels have come down exponentially right Mm -hmm. and and that's why i love solar because anybody can learn it and it's scalable you know um but if you try to put up a windmill or something it's like you know millions of dollars i mean it's you know technical all that stuff but man, you know, you, you know, people in Africa in the middle of nowhere got solar. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's the best thing in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I just, I want solar everywhere, Colton. I want renewable energy. I want solar everywhere. Um, and I want it to especially be in communities of color that have traditionally been left out of the conversation of, of the energy game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and I just think that this is just a game changer and just, we're just in a time of transition right now. And for us to get to the future, we need renewable energy. We've got to get out of this fossil fuel, old, you know, uh, crooked, you know, colonial capitalism, like just BS system. You know what I mean? Like yeah. power to the people, man. That's where I'm at with this. That's why I'm all about, I'm a, I'm like a hardcore, like, you know, social, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Utilitarian, like, you know, uh, communist say, I don't know what you want to call me, but, <laughs> but, but, but I'm like all about just like power to the people, man. You know what I mean? Well, that, that leads to my next question, which was, I mean, does this new eagerness among a lot of these communities, does it, does it lead to the risk of, of co-opting by big money um, that obviously there's, there's benefits in, in, you know, in developing on, uh, developing on these lands for developers as well, you know, um, less uh, regulatory oversight, um, a lot of tax benefits, um, sort of, I guess, how do you, what's your take on how to sort of, uh, of mitigate that risk or, or, you know, at least educate some of these communities on what to watch out for and how to get the best deal when they're looking for a partner? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and that's one thing too, like, like, you know, tribal nations, you know, are different than investor owned utilities, IOUs, you know, we call them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, their, their whole bottom line is looking out for the shareholder, you know, their bottom line is like creating a profit for the shareholder, right? Um, return on investment, ROI. Um, and the, uh, the tribal nations, like, their whole thing is to like, serve the community. You know what I mean? So there's really a different mindset when you come from that, when you start from that point, there's just a different mindset. And so um, that's why I really feel like tribal nations because of this unique relationship with the government has an unbelievable opportunity to push us towards our climate change, our climate uh, change goals faster and quicker than anybody else can. Because, you know, renewable energy and solar is a disruptive technology. And that's how come you see all across the country right now, uh, utilities are fighting it, you know, and um, they're gonna drag their feet right? That's just, that's just what's going to happen. But like if tribal nations get into this game and they start pushing on their end and they start taking market share, um, the investor utilities are going to sit there and say, whoa, you know, we got a new player at the table. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, they have, they're, they're going to, they're going to start moving in that direction. You know what I mean? So that's why I say it's really important for tribes to be in this game uh, because we can do, we, we can use this new technology, time of use meters, heat source, air pumps. I mean, I can go down the list of technologies that I believe investor owned utilities need to start using, but they're not going to use it because why Colton, they've got 30 year coal contracts that they got to service. They, they got money tied up, you know what I mean? And they got you and me paying for that, you know? And so, you know, there, there's no incentive for them to get out of this model, but we all know that climate change is real and it's, and it's happening quicker and faster than our most smartest people can't even get their heads wrapped around it. So, you know, I will say that it was, I was Native American, you know, indigenous people, uh, is you know responsibility to take care of turtle island which we call the united states now you know what i mean um to take care of this land before everybody got here and it's native people's responsibility to take care of this land after everybody leaves you know what i mean so you know we have to take responsibility and we have to move forward and we have to push we have to push on our end because that's the only way this is going to get done colton do you think that sort of that history of indigenous people's you know relationship to the land um, and sort of their view of their stewardship over it. Do you think that sort of, you know, sets indigenous people up to have a sort of a more unique voice or a more, I guess, pertinent take on renewable energy? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I mean, Colin, I've got three college degrees. I could easily go make a hundred grand, live a really good middle-class lifestyle somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I'm like, you know, in the struggle, like trying to make this happen (laughs) because I believe in it. You know what I mean? People think I'm crazy. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? And it's like, and it's like, yeah, but like, I mean, you don't understand, like we're running out of time. You know what I mean? Like, Hmm. you know, I, I'm just saying like, I'm fighting for all those people that like, you know, that are blind, that are in wheelchairs, that are young or, you know, they have a disability um, you know, or don't have a voice, you know what I mean? Like I'm fine for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing it for the dollar. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, like I'm trying to do this for just like self-preservation, man. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's what this is all about when it's all said and done Colton, when we're done with this whole thing, you know, I mean, it's all about the difference you make in people's lives, man. It's not about how many Maseratis you have, how many like, you know, big, you know, you know, uh, homes you have. I mean, that's, you know, I'm over that. You know what I mean? Like what I'm trying to do is something bigger, you know, than myself, you know, and that is save this planet, man, for all of us. You know what I mean? And that's what motivates me. You know what I mean? That's what keeps me going. Um, But yeah, if I was smart, you know, like, like everybody else, I would just go about my life and say, you know what? It's someone else's problem. You know what I mean? That's admirable. I mean, someone's going to take care of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but, you know, like, you know, I think that's a cop out. Yeah. Cause I think that's, I think it's all of our problem and we yeah. all have to be a part of the solution. And so I'm just devoting my life to this for the, you know, and, and I don't tell anybody what to do with themselves. You do what you need to do, but I know what I want to do and that's save this planet. 
and that's what I'm going to try and do. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my admittedly pretty short uh, time covering renewable energy, only about over a year now, you are definitely one of the most unique voices I've, I've come across. So I was hoping you might be able to just sort of walk through your story in renewable energy, how you came across it, how you got involved, and sort of, you know, some of the work you've done since then and, uh, and how your, your, your organizations have grown. I mean, I read Van Jones's book like back in like 2009 or something like that or whatever that was. What's that called? Uh, 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 what was it? Like a green recovery or something. That great book he wrote back in 2008 or something. I read that book. Um, I saw Al Gore's uh, An Inconvenient Truth, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got to sat, sit next to the director at his, they put me at the table with him. Wow. And I'm like, dude, you know, you changed my life, like, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm sitting next to the CEO of Levi's too, by the way, I'm like, how'd y'all put me in this table, you know what I mean, like, Kim Kardashian's people are over here, it's, I was crazy, I'm like, I'm just Bob Blake, man, but they put me at, like, the main table, it's crazy, anyways, long story short, man, I seen that stuff, I knew there was something wrong, and I just couldn't put my hand on it, and I started thinking about like native culture and like how everything is connected. And like, I think inherently we know there's something wrong with the planet. And we know that there's something wrong when we see, we go out, we see all the litter, all the garbage and, you know, and, and I think people, I started thinking about the stomach and gut bacteria and like how, like when your gut bacteria is off, you're, uh, you're off. But when your gut bacteria is on, you're on, it's so connected. And that's just like the earth. The earth is one big stomach. And I, I started telling little kids about this. I said, you know what? I said, imagine your stomach, you know, and your, and your mom gives you medicine. Solar is like medicine for the tummy. And then, and then the little kids were like, oh, solar is like medicine for the tummy. And they were grabbing it. And so that's why, that's how I had an analogy to like say that solar is good for everyone. You know what I mean? And the little kids got it. The little kids got it. But like, you know, that's, that's really like, where like I started, like the, all the start kind of coming, like I start thinking about how everything is connected. And why are people on top of buildings with high powered rifles? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just start asking these simple questions, you know, because man, we're, we're, we're in a very destructive and very like, you know, like, you know, selfish society, man, you know, and it's all rooted in, 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 you know, it's all rooted in like greed, you know, mm-hmm. and like, and, and it's like, man, you know, the, the sun gives us so much every day. It's like, we're, we're committing eco-suicide. And so that's where all this really started from. And, and it, you know, it was, it was Van Jones and it was the, the Al Gore movie. Um, and it was just really me just kind of getting too in touch with like my culture. And when I, when my brother, my brother passed away too, and um, I became a surrogate father to his kids. And I was like, man, I really want to do something for these guys. You know what I mean? It's about 10 years ago. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do, man? I'm going to save the planet for you guys. Like, I'm going to do you solid. I'm going to do you kids a solid and save the planet for all of you. (laughs) (laughs) But at the time, though, Colton, I had no idea how complicated it would be to save the planet. (laughs) Okay. Pretty big undertaking. Yeah. But then you start going down the road, right? And next thing you know, I found myself talking to my tribal council. I saw myself talking to politicians. And 
there's no backing out now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I think everybody was kind of looking at me like, eh, you're just another tree hugger and everything like that. Right. But then <laughs> COVID hit. And then it was like, oh, in a warming planet, we're going to start seeing more diseases. We're going to start seeing more things come to life because it's like an oven. It just heats up. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's looking like, maybe this dude is saying something that we should be listening to. And I'm telling everybody, listen to life. Life is giving us a big, big sign right now. And if all of you don't listen, then I don't know what to say. Hmm. But all I do know is I'm going to keep on building solar. I'm going to keep on laying down panels. I'm going to keep on doing what I can do because there's, there, there's nothing else that, that I know that I want to do for the rest of my life. Because at the end of the day, I know when it's all said and done with and I'm gone, I can at least say I did everything I can, man. I left it all out there on the, all out there on the field. You know, I grew up playing like football, baseball, basketball. You know what I mean? Hmm. And you know that analogy when you're playing sports, you just leave it all out there on there. You know, that's, that's all you can do. And honestly, Colton, that's all I'm doing. I'm just leaving it all out there. You guys take and do with it what you want, but I know what I need to do, but it's up to everybody else what they're going to do. It's all, it's all on everybody else. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that, that kind of strikes me is, you know, you can have this passion and everything, uh, but at the end of the day, like you said, you put up a turbine that's millions of dollars, requires a ton of capital to get one of these projects going. I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Standing Rock. They've been running, I believe, GoFundMes to cover some of the initial sort of pre-development costs, um, you know, studies and things that you need um, just to get approval and then move on to actually constructing. Um, but I know also they were, you know, Joe McNeil, uh, one of the guys involved there, uh, had told me that one of their hopes is that any extra cash they raise, they want to put towards sort of buying in uh, equity to these projects, you know, not just so they're not up on their land, but they're, they're, they're getting some of the, uh, some of the revenue that, that's generated from them. I wanted to get your thoughts on that as a model. And if, you, if that's something that you see sort of popping up elsewhere, or if you think it's viable or not, or. But yeah, yeah, we we've been we've been crowdsourcing in Red Lake. Yeah, that's how I, that's why I got the 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 um the uh you know the solar projects you know um completed was it's all from donations um, not donations but um from um, investors um because it's hard to get financing for these solar projects you know. So, um, and I know Joe, Joe's my buddy, you know, and, and, um, we're, we're, we're currently figuring out and working on a, uh, a really cool, uh, EV project right now, you know, kind of our answer to the pipelines, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's wonderful and I hope that they're successful and I wish them nothing but the, I wish nothing but them brothers success out there. I mean, yeah. Um, they had me out there. They showed me a lot of love. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I can't not say enough good things about them, man, because, um, you know, they didn't have to do that. You know, they didn't have to have me out there. They didn't have to have me out standing rock invite me. They, they didn't have to, you know, but they, they were like, man, Bob, you're, you know, what you're doing is, you know, we love this. We want to do you too. You know, we want to like work together and, and I think that that's the big thing, you know, about, you know, trying to like put together these kind of things that we're working on is, you know, tribal nations working together, like, you know, 
um, because it seems like the government tried to like pin us against each other, you know, divide and conquer. And, you know, um, I want to turn that narrative on its head. You know what I mean? Like, I want to say like, you know, like if there, if we work together, we're more powerful together. We're more powerful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm really hoping uh, with this whole thing, this whole opportunity for this whole project that we're currently um, putting together right now um, that we can really do. And you'll be hearing about it. We're going to do some really big ad campaigns and everything. You're going to see what we're doing. It's going to be really sweet, man. It's really cool. I'm looking I'm forward excited, to it. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that's an, I, I mean, you, you partially answered it, but I mean, do you think that the, the, the Standing Rock events, I guess it would have been 2015, 2016, if I remember correctly. Um, do, do you think that's been sort of an enervating moment for a lot of indigenous people, uh, you know, to, to sort of take another look at energy and sort of. Oh, have, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, like, I mean, you know, I was working, um, I was working, I was bouncing at the, um, uh, at this bar in Minneapolis here. Uh, it was the same bar that George Floyd worked at. It was, we all worked together, you know, at Conga, Conga Latin Beach Drove in Northeast Minneapolis. And, um, wow. You know, I remember people coming in and like, you know, talking to me about, you know, uh, Standing Rock and like, Bob, you know, you need to go out there, you know, we need to do, you know, and, and they already knew that I was talking about energy and solar and, you know, um, creating tribal utilities commissions and, you know, stuff like that, because, you know, I don't know, I just, I just, I just feel something was just telling me and just looking at climate change, like this just needs to happen. You know what I mean? Like, Tribal nations need to create their own tribal utilities, uh, which then creates their own tribal utilities commissions um, that have say over energy infrastructure that gets built, you know, in their state, you know, and then we need to create our own tribal co-ops, buying co-ops where we're buying and selling power on the grid, just like the big guys do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we're servicing those territories and, and, and taking over market share, you know, because we don't have 30 year coal contracts. You know what I mean? You know, so um, I knew what the technology was showing me. And I honestly believe that that is just the way to do it because you got to Colton, you got to beat them with, with your mind, you know, yeah. and how we do that is through policy. we got to beat them at policy. That's where it's at. And, you know, tribal nations are the only people that have this unique relationship with the federal government. So now we have to, so when our state, I will say this too, when our federal and our state governments fail us, like they have around these pipelines, then that means then the tribal nations need to step up and speak up for all of us, you know, because clean water is a right for all of us. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and, and, and clean water is, is life. And you, you can't have water, clean water without, a, with a bunch of pipelines. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's impossible. And so, um, you know, I just feel like this is so important. And, um, you know, I just think that we need more wind projects out in, out in North Dakota, South Dakota. We need more solar projects in Minnesota. You know, we just need them all across the country in all tribal nations. And man, they got to start like voicing it. Like I'm telling all tribes across the country, y'all need to just start voicing your, your, your voice and and, 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 you know, and, and, and it's exciting, Colton, because they, they are getting involved in this game. I mean, there's so much talk about this. There's, I, I can't, this wasn't happening five years ago. You know, there was, I was a madman, Colton. I was a, it was crazy. 
talking about this. You know, and I was pointing at Standing Rock saying, this is the example. Y'all see what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, I was saying that. This is, we 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 don't need to put up with this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, nothing was really happening. You know, it was, eh, was down Trump. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, you know, whatever, whatever. But the pandemic happened. And I think that woke up a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Because it shows that, man, we're not in control. The microbes are in control. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're, we think we're in control, but we're not in control. You know what I mean? So we better start living at peace with this planet and not at war with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, um, as you mentioned earlier, communities of color and sort of, you know, making sure that's not overlooked as you're, you know, the social aspects of this as you're going about development. Um, I was hoping you might be able to speak on um, your, your work with formerly incarcerated, uh, incarcerated individuals, um, and sort of what they, what role they play in your, in your company and sort of, you know, uh, you know, what, what led you to, to, uh, to make that, uh, a part of your, uh, of your movement. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's like this, right. It's like the world has given us this big problem. It's like thrown up on us, this big problem called climate change, What it's telling us humans you guys have got all these little problems, mass incarceration, institutional racism, you know, uh, you know, e- you know, economic insecurity, you know, food insecurity. You know what I mean? Like it's telling us like all these things. Our, the only thing is, are we going to listen? You know what I mean? And the, what I saw was, well, why don't we fight mass incarceration with climate change? <laughs> I mean, that's fucking a, that's fucking a no-brainer. You know what I mean? And so, like, you know, I, I just helped put together the, the, the training program here in Minnesota, and, like, seven states contacted me. And we're like, we want to do this here. How did you do it? And I, you know, gave them a bunch of information and showed them how we did it here in Minnesota and the partnerships that we formed. And um, the state of New York was the last one I talked to about it. And... Um, I'm really proud and ex- excited for, you know, the, the, uh, you know, what, what, what's happening or, you know, and, and I would like to continue that work by the way. Um, but you know, I just feel like that is such an important part. And when I saw Gavin Newsom, governor Gavin Newsom out in California, um, you know, uh, certify all those firefighters that were prisoners, you know what I mean? So they got themselves a good paying job when they get out, man. That was so cool. And I'm like, how hard is that? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, how hard is it to do the right thing, people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and 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 you should have you 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 weren't there, but when I was there and I was talking to the first class and I was looking at all those guys in there, because we only had 15 spots, Colton. And I had 70 inmates that applied for that program. And I told them, I said, you 15, you guys are the beginning. You know what I mean? Like you guys right here, right now, I says, are going to set, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the bar. And I told them, I said, listen, man, I said, I have this existential problem called climate change. I need you guys to help me fight it, you know, because you guys are telling me you've changed. You're different. You're not the same person that you are that you came in here. Well, then prove it to me. 
You know what I mean? Because I need you guys' help. And the one guy said, there's nothing more than I want to do than that, Bob, to, 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 to prove that I'm not the same person. You know what I mean? And so that's when I, you know, that's when, you know, I knew because I looked in his eyes and I realized this is purpose, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I realized right then and there, Colton, that healing is in the environment. Healing is in the environment. And if this can work with, with returning citizens, why can't it work with our veterans who are 26 of them shooting themselves every day? Every day we're losing 25 men and women that have served honorably in the armed forces for some BS war that they never even wanted to be a part of. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this is what pisses me off about the Republicans. And Okay, now I'm getting off on a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what gets me mad about our politicians. You know what I'm saying? And and what I'm saying is healing is in your environment. Why don't we put these brothers and sisters, you know, because they're mission-driven. Let's put them on top, you know. And, and, and I had a soldier tell me one time, hearing me talk, and he says, Bob, man, I want to get soldiers doing this. Because this is what we're meant to do, serve our community, serve our country. He goes, we're, man, we don't want to go with kicking doors and zip tied children. We're not set for that, you know? Yeah. He says, I want to do what you're doing, yeah. you know? And, 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 and I'm just saying, and I've, and I've had actually some, some veteran people reach out to me and, and, talk, and, you know, talk about this. But, I mean, you know, I, I think that this is how we do it, bro. This is healing is in the environment because I've seen it with the returning citizens. They've shown me that they could do this and they want to do this. Yeah. And, 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 and let's do it with the vets too. You know what I mean? You know? Well, yeah, I mean, I really appreciate your sort of, you know, holistic view on this. Um, and especially on this topic, uh, being an indigenous person and the developer, um, I was hoping you might be able to sort of leave us with, some advice for developers that are listening to this and thinking this might, you know, be an opportunity for them. Uh, Obviously there's a lot of talk about in terms of what's needed for a renewable project, open, airy land, sunlight, a lot of, you know, reservations check those boxes like in abundance. Um, So naturally it's going to draw interest from developers. I was wondering if you could just provide some advice for developers in terms of, you know, how to go about pitching these projects or approaching these communities with respect to, you know, their view of stewardship over the land and also, you know, looking for equity in these projects and not just sort of, you know, going in yeah, I mean, we're, some we're, land and getting Yeah, we're, we're on a touchy, you know, subject there. You know what I mean? But like, but if you are good, if you're a developer and you want to speak to a tribal nation, offer some tobacco come with them with a good heart you know what i mean don't come with them with like you know what's my margins gonna be do it because you want to help them do it because you want to help that community i want investment in tribal nations so i'm not saying i don't need your money but what i am saying is that you do this with a good heart you do this in a good manner because we'll kick your fucking ass off the off the res you know what i mean like that's like that 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 don't matter to us what are you going to do to us you know what I mean? Ain't nothing you can do to us. You know what I mean? It's already been done to us. Mm. So like do it with a good heart. We want to we wanna be able to do things in the right manner. Saving this planet and protecting the environment is our 
one of our biggest priorities, if not our biggest priority in tribal country, you know, along with family, but like, you know, um, you know, I would definitely, you know, I would just do it the right way and just be respectful and, and say that, you know, we want to form and work on a partnership and do this the right way. And, 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 and because you're right, there's so much opportunity. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, and, 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 we're just at the cusp of it. I mean, we're just at the tip of the, I mean, this thing, you're going to see this grow and trust me, winning hearts and minds, you know what I mean? That, that, you know, it's that old winning hearts and minds. And I'm not lying to you when I tell you that, you know, people love these stories, you know, it, it inspires them. And that's what moves everybody around climate change. When they hear the solar bear story, and they hear about all the stuff. It's like they get so excited, and they're just like, "Man!" And you help inmates. You you did this. You know, like they can't believe it. You know, and and it's like, yeah, and it's been done, and it's like, and we could do it again. You know, and so that's what's really exciting about all this, and that's what I would tell, and you know, is to is to be respectful, do it with a good heart, offer tobacco. You know what I mean, like. Like yeah. you, you, you got to be cool, man. You just, you just, you just can't come out of, you can't come out of pocket, you know, and just be disrespectful, you know, like we get the bottom line. We understand the money situation and everybody's going to get theirs, but just do it in a good way. You know what I mean? And, 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 and be able to, um, you know, make those accommodations, you know, and, and I, I think that's all any, any of us could do Colton. Yeah. with one another is just be respectful man you know how you want to be treated same way i want to be treated you want to take care of your kids i want to take care of my kids you want to take care of your family i want to take care of my family you know what i mean like that you know we're just all trying to live this journey and help each other through it man all right i think that is a beautiful place to end it bob always a pleasure and um best of luck on all of your endeavors and all of your projects i'm sure we're going to be uh speaking again in the future Thanks, brother. You have a good one, Colton. Thanks, Bob. You too. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in and make sure to tune in next week.